it's time for the Air Raid. Here's your host, Brian Griffiths. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. It is Sunday, November the 5th, 2017. Be sure that you remember, remember the 5th of November. And uh, the falls of the first day of daylight savings time. So I hope you had fun with that today, particularly if you're like me and you have young kids who are trying to adjust to the time change and adjusting their sleep patterns, etc. and so forth. That's really a grand old time. What's also a grand old time is the fact that tomorrow, November the 6th, Monday, November the 6th, is the one-year-to-go date for the 2018 gubernatorial election, the most important election of our lives, where Larry Hogan will be seeking to be reelected, as he should be, to, uh, as the governor of Maryland, to be the first Republican two-term governor since Theodore McKeldin, and also so that we have the opportunity to draw fair legislative districts for the first time in anybody's lifetime to make sure that Democratic gerrymandering, uh, to make sure that both conservatives and minorities uh, have their voices um, diminished, uh, no longer occurs. To that point, yesterday, the Democratic uh, gubernatorial clown car pulled into uh, Prince George's County, to Lanham specifically, and uh, at a Democratic uh, Maryland State Democratic Central Committee meeting, which I love the fact, by the way, that the Democratic Party in Maryland is so um, is so dismissive of anything that's not uh, directly affecting Baltimore, Prince George's County, or Montgomery County. So dismissive of that that they had a Central Committee meeting the weekend before the uh, big elections in Annapolis and Frederick over the weekend. So just just. Kind of goes to show you for the folks who, who may be Democrats who are listening to this or people who live in Annapolis or Frederick, how much the Democrats think of you is that instead of uh, instead of trying to earn your vote, they decided to have a, a central committee meeting at a union hall, by the way, a union hall in Prince George's County. And really, there's no better metaphor than that for the Maryland Democratic Party insofar as that they brought all of their candidates to bow before the altar of the unions because the unions own the Maryland Democratic Democratic Party, and the Maryland Democratic Party does nothing without the permission of their uh, of their masters in the labor unions. It wasn't actually uh, the MSEA, the Maryland State Education Association, who really runs the Democratic Party and does so for the benefit of their uh, highly paid leadership and nobody else. But the fact that the Democrats gathered at a union hall to talk about their Democratic primary says everything you need to know about your place in the pecking order when it comes to Democrats governing the state of Maryland. Regardless of that, there uh, there was a story in the Baltimore Sun this morning from Michael Dresser. The headline reads, Eight try out as Democrats hold casting call for candidate for Maryland governor. Eight candidates for governor auditioned Saturday as Maryland Democrats held a casting call for the role of nominee to challenge Republican Governor Larry Hogan. The joint appearance before the Democratic Party State Central Committee at a Lanham Union Hall was the first to bring all eight together in the same form. I'd be remiss, by the way, if I didn't point out there are actually nine Democratic candidates for governor, but the Democrats don't think it, find it necessary to invite Ralph Jaffe to their um, to their Democratic gubernatorial form. Mind you, that's probably some sort of violation of their uh, of their bylaws because they are deliberately excluding a filed candidate for governor of Maryland from their uh, you know from their forum. But hey, you know. What are you actually going to do? 
The joint appearance, um, sorry, I already read that, it was not a debate, but the event gave the candidates the opportunity to show off their skills at pummeling Hogan's record and excoriating President Donald J. Trump. See, the Democrats don't ever learn any lessons, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. For some of the less well-known candidates, it was an opportunity to introduce themselves to the hundreds of party stalwarts who filled the hall. An unspoken subtext was that some of the novice candidates could also have been looking to impress their better-known fellows, all of whom were still in the market for a credible running mate who could bring diversity to the ticket. The party's ticket will be decided in the June 26th primary. Senator Richard S. Madalino Jr. underscored that diversity as he pointed at the pictures of himself and the seven other candidates projected on a screen. The group includes two women, one African-American, one immigrant from Sri Lanka, two African-American women, four white men, and one candidate, Krish Vignaraja, who is not constitutionally eligible to run for governor. Despite polling showing that Hogan remains one of the most popular governors in the country, state party chairman Kathleen Matthews expressed confidence that the next governor was in the hall. We believe Democrats are well-positioned to defeat Larry Hogan in 2018, she said, which, you know, I understand that state party chairman is supposed to be a role of a cheerleader, but man, I wonder how much, uh, <laughs> how much soul-searching she had to do before she said that out loud. Entrepreneur Alec Ross, one of the five first-time candidates, boasted of being a wonk who is not doing tweet-sized policy. Talent is everywhere in Maryland. Opportunity is not. I'm running to change that, he said, which sounds like Ross is going to run against the teachers' union since they don't want to make education and opportunity a priority. Jim Shea, the former managing partner of the Venable Law Firm, lambasted the priorities of Hogan and the Republican Party. They do not want to invest in the future, he said. They want the money now. If you have any idea what the hell that actually means, please let me know. Uh, Drop me a line at redmaryland at gmail.com because... That is just bonkers out-to-lunch stuff. I, I, I don't know what he's doing. Former national NAACP president Ben Jealous promised to champion progressive values. You do not beat a lightweight Republican by running as Republican light, he said. It's time for us to get back to being movement-building Democrats. Well, I got bad news. Um, well, first off, Ben Jealous is definitely not running as Republican light. He's running as communist left. Uh, and uh, he's definitely not going to be running against a, a lightweight Republican. He's going to be running against a Republican with a real record of change and reform, which is why Penn Jealous, if he's the Democratic nominee, is going to get his clock cleaned. Prince George's County Executive Rusher and L. Baker III praised his rival, saying, quote, each one of us who are running have great bios. But he said the people he meets he travels the state are concerned about Maryland's direction. In their eyes, you see the quiet anxiety, he said. They're worried about health care. They're worried about whether the quality of the education where their children go is going to help them get a job. Definitely true in the case of the fact that the Democrats' insistence on Obamacare has wrecked health care in this country, and the fact that the Maryland, uh, the teachers' union with their uh, their buddies in the Maryland Democratic Party want to make sure that kids who are stuck in failing schools stay in failing schools. So yeah, I can imagine that the people that Rusher and Baker are meeting are pretty anxious. They'd probably be pretty anxious too if they also had known about the great inflation that was going on in Prince George's County schools on your watch, and also the complete. Um, cesspool of corruption that both the Maryland Democratic Party in general and Prince George's County government in particular have become. Maya Rocky Moore Cummings, owner of a small consulting firm and former congressional staffer, decried the level of income inequality in Maryland. We have many people who are being left behind, she said. In fact, Maryland is punching below its fighting weight, and we can do better than Governor Hogan. Uh, again, another absolute nothing burger of a statement. I don't know if she said more, but this is the if that's the highlight of what she said, and it's making into the paper. The Democrats are in deep, deep doo doo. Krish Vignaraja, a former policy advisor to Michelle Obama, spoke of her gratitude to the state 
her family moved to after fleeing civil war in Sri Lanka. Vigneraja, whose eligibility to run has been questioned because she voted in recent elections in the District of Columbia, said she is the only candidate to have attended Maryland public schools from kindergarten to 12th grade. Maryland allowed me to go from Edmondson Heights to the Ivy League, she said, among her promises, universal pre-K. Madalino, who represents Montgomery County, who's probably very unhappy with the article that I published at redmaryland.com today, if you haven't read it, go check it out, who represents Montgomery County, touted his record of getting things done in Annapolis and routed off a list of Hogan actions he has fought. Larry Hogan has done nothing for the people of Maryland, he said. We can't afford an untethered governor with an unhinged president. Again, just complete nothing burgers of policy uh, and statements that are coming out from the Democrats. And I understand that they're going for red meat for their base, but even the Democrats in the room have to think to, think to themselves, man, who are these losers? Speaking of losers, Baltimore County Executive Kevin Kamenetz found an applause line when he boasted of cracking down on an apartment rental company owned by Trump's son-in-law that had more than $3,500 in unpaid fines. I made one of the Trumps pay. I find Jared Kushner for being the slum landlord he is in Baltimore County, Kamenetz said. We need a governor who's going to stand up to Donald Trump. Again, a people who just do not understand what is happening. Jim Barnett, Hogan's campaign manager, dismissed the complaints of the Democratic hopefuls. What we are seeing from the candidates on the stage is a contest for who can be the most divisive, angry partisan and fast and loose with the truth, which sadly looks a lot like what people see coming out of Washington, D.C., and it's not something they want infecting Maryland. That was Jim Barnett, uh, Governor Larry Hogan's campaign manager. And you know what, friends? He's absolutely correct. Um, We're talking about a a Democratic primary electorate, or not electorate, rather, but a a slate of candidates running for the Democratic nomination from governor who were completely unhinged from reality. These people do not pay any attention to the work that's going on in Annapolis. They're more concerned with Washington. They're more concerned with President Trump. They're more concerned with putting themselves over with the rabbit base that pays more attention to Washington politics and Maryland politics than they are in actually governing the state of Maryland. They refuse to acknowledge the fact that Governor Hogan has changed this state for the better. They have refused to acknowledge the fact that they are personally responsible for the 40 consecutive tax and fee increases that happened under Martin O'Malley. They are personally responsible for the fact that the voters of Maryland rejected that type of tax and spend policy during the last election and have done nothing to change their minds since then. And they have refused to so far take responsibility for the fact that all of them are completely unqualified to serve as governor of Maryland for one reason or another. Whether it's been the fact that in Baltimore County, Larry Hogan has basically had to do the jobs that in Baltimore County that Kevin Kamenetz refused to do because Kevin Kamenetz was too busy trying to run for governor that he was to focus on the people of Baltimore County. Refuse. Um, we're talking about that people are going to reject a candidate like Rich Maddaleno, a habitual liar who has a problem telling the truth. He probably wouldn't even tell you the sky was blue if you asked him. Somebody who wants to focus on education spending and claim that Governor Hogan has cut funding for education when Governor Hogan has funded education at K-12 at record levels and also trying to ignore Rich Maddalino's own record of supporting education cuts from Martin O'Malley. We're talking about Prince George's County Executive Rusher and Bayer, who the voters are likely to reject, given the culture of corruption that he has helped, uh, if not foster, he has certainly turned a blind eye towards his Prince George's County Executive. And then you've got all of these other people who are running for governor, none of which have any policy qualifications whatsoever. In the case of one, Chris Vignarash is not even constitutionally eligible to run. 
all of that, and the Democrats still decided to exclude one of their candidates, Ralph Jaffe, from their Democratic debate. And that goes to show you, by the way, the exact type of people that the Democrats in Maryland are. They refuse to listen to anybody outside of their clique. They refuse to listen to somebody who isn't an angry, bitter partisan who wants to divide people instead of bring them together like Larry Hogan has. They refuse to listen to somebody who may not want to double taxes here in Maryland. They refuse to listen to people who don't want to socialize health care. They refuse to listen to people who don't want to sell out all of government policy and all of... Um, all of the, the services, the ideas, the legislation put forth by Democrats, they, all of that is being sold out to unions, and they don't want to listen to anybody who doesn't buy into that program. That is why Ralph Jaffe, for one, was excluded from the debate, from attending this, uh, attending this forum and being able to participate in the process. But it also goes to show you why the Democrats in Maryland completely refused to listen to the voters. The voters rejected the Democrats four years ago, or three years ago now. They rejected the politics of the division. They rejected tax increases. They rejected socialized medicine. They rejected turning over government to the teachers union. And they're going to reject it again this year. And the Democrats are going to be very surprised because at this point, all their entire campaign focus is on saying untruths about Larry Hogan and jumping up and down and screaming Trump at the top of their lungs. The people aren't buying into it. Even the most recent uh, polling here in the state of Maryland shows that the people of Maryland do not associate President Trump's job performance with Governor Hogan's job performance. 25% of Democrats right now, a year before the election, are likely to vote for Larry Hogan. That is a number that the Democratic nominee cannot overcome. Over the course of the next year, we at Red Maryland, of course, are going to be hyper-focused, as we always are, on state and local elections. We're going to be focused on the governor's election and making sure that we're doing what we can to get Governor Hogan reelected, as you should be as well. We are going to make sure that we send as many conservatives to Annapolis to serve in the House of Delegates and to serve in the state Senate. We are going to make sure that we have a conservative candidate, if at all possible, to run for attorney general. A conservative candidate, if at all possible, to run for comptroller. A conservative candidate to run for the United States Senate. Conservative candidates to run for county executive positions, county council positions, county commissioner positions. Up and down the ballot, we want to make sure that conservatives are mobilized and organized and working as a unit up and down the ballot to make sure that we reject the Democrats' policy of hate. And you could hear it just in those clips that were reported. You can hear the Democratic campaign in 2018 is going to be run on hate. The politics of division, the politics of class warfare, the politics of racial strife, the politics dividing us by religion, dividing us by class, dividing us by creed. That's what Democrats want. And that's what their gubernatorial campaign and their campaign up and down the ballot is going to be based on. We have two jobs. One, to make sure that we reject the Democratic hate machine. And two, to make sure that we are ready 
to get out there and fight for our candidates, fight for our beliefs, and fight for a Maryland that comes together to support people and provide opportunity regardless of your race, class, creed, orientation, and ethnic origin. That's how we win. That's how Larry Hogan gets reelected. Let's go win it. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Air Raid. Be sure to check out all of our Red Maryland Network programming Tuesday night, a brand new episode of The Conservative Refuge with Greg Klein. Thursday, Greg and I return for a brand new episode of the flagship show, Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. Friday, it's a brand new episode of Red Maryland Election Focus. Next Sunday, I'm back at you with another brand new episode of The Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. And throughout the week, the Rob Carson Show, bringing you discussion about national politics and things beyond the state of Maryland. Several times throughout the week, you get Rob Carson here on the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to, uh, of course, go to the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Make sure that you are voting in the Red Maryland November poll, which also includes your nominations for the 2017 Red Maryland Awards. And uh, lots of you have already participated and made nominations for that. Uh, So we thank you in advance for your uh, nominations. And, of course, we'll be voting on those in December uh, to provide you with the winners of the 2017 Red Maryland Award. While you're at RedMaryland.com, click on the Support Us uh, banner at the top of the page. I'll tell you all the different ways that you can support Red Maryland, be part of our street team, distribute flyers, uh, which is a great help for us, by the way. You can subscribe to uh, Red Maryland Network Programming uh, to get the uh, podcast delivered to the device of your choice through either uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, or Google Play. You, of course, can also subscribe to our newsletter. The link is right there on the Support Us tab. And, of course... um, You can also use our Amazon link to make purchases through Amazon, that Amazon link. A portion of that purchase comes back to Red Maryland to help us grow and enhance the network. And, of course, the Zazzle store is zazzle.com slash Red Maryland to buy all your Red Maryland network gear. And, of course, you can donate direct. PayPal.me slash Red Maryland is how you do that. And, of course, all money goes back. It gets reinvested right into the Red Maryland Network, advertising promotion, uh, etc., and so forth. Of course, we are on social media. We are on Facebook. You're all on Facebook, facebook.com slash Red Maryland. We are on Twitter, at Red Maryland. We are on Instagram, at Red Maryland. And uh, be sure to, you know, share our stuff, you know, Invite your friends to like us on Facebook, invite your friends to like us on Twitter or Instagram, uh, and follow us on those places, and share Red Maryland Network programming and the stuff that we write at Red Maryland with your friends, because you are the force multiplier that helps conservatism here in Maryland. You can email us, redmaryland at gmail.com is how you do that, and you can call us on the Red Maryland Talkback line, 410-205-4875, that's 410-205-4875, and we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. Folks, thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Air Raid. If you are in Frederick or Annapolis, get out there and vote Republican on Tuesday. Uh, They're going to need your votes, and uh, it'll be an interesting night for sure. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to The Air Raid. I am Brian Griffiths. Good night, and God bless.